Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Dave. And I'm Sai. And we're back with another episode of The Agony Uncles, the podcast that poses predicaments and then fixes them. Between us, we'll help you with your problems as you navigate life's highway. Sometimes the sat-nav asks you to do a U-turn and you get really lost. Well, we're here to help you find your way again. All you have to do is to email us, theagonyuncles at theherrybikers.co.uk. That's theagonyuncles at theherrybikers.co.uk. Posing the problems today, as always, is the master himself of doom. It's the thin white duke, Mr. Jeeves. Hello, Jeevesy. Hello there. Nice to see everyone, as always. And thank you very much to a few people who got in touch. Karen, who got in touch uh, from America. We've got quite a big American contingent listening to this podcast. And uh, yeehaw. Oh, excellent. That's very good. Uh, she says that your, your jingle mentions a hairy Jackanory. Yes, uh, another story for a hairy Jackanory. But she says, what's Jackanory? For American listeners, what's Jackanory? Uh, si, would you like to explain what Jackanory was to one of our American cousins? Yes, Jackanory was uh, a children's programme whereby that uh, somebody used to sit in front of the television and uh, uh, on the telly and read you books. Yes. So it, it that was it. And, uh, and it was always very good because you'd also get like, it was very boring television because it was watching somebody on the TV reading a book. Uh, but it was great. For some reason. Yeah, it's a shame it stopped it because I think you'd have been good. You and Dave would have been good. No, they, do, they haven't stopped it. It's on CBeebies. Oh. Yeah, but they're getting people like Tom Hardy, you know, like really top actors like Sir This, That and the Other. Wow. And that's a big gig now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the idea of like one person telling you a story is really catching on. Let's get you guys to do it. Oh, yeah. Tash, get on it. I, I could hear that. I was just thinking, I was about to interject and go, well, when the Tom Hardy goes on, the kids don't watch CBeebies bedtime stories. It's the mothers that watch. Ah. Pervert. Ah, Kingy would be great as the Gruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. We've got to say a quick thank you to Lloyd Siddle as well, who sent in a, a rather disturbing photo of his uh, daughter's uh, engagement cake, which was a giant cake penis. This was on the back of last week's episode, which was the yeah. oh, uh, which was God. all about the, uh, the yes, making a human and uh, out of cake yes. and how you would go. I, honestly, it's the most realistic and unpleasant thing I've ever seen. So yes, it is. Yes, yes. I did. It's horrible. Uh, yes, that's right. That's right. So please, it's where the slice is cut out of it. It's <laughs> particularly disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have any human uh, cake for you this week. It's all good stuff, though. It's all on the way. And here she is, the Wagyu tomahawk steak to our goblin steak and kidney pudding in the can. It's Posh Tash. Good morning, good morning. Um, and I am just going to uh, interject, because I not only did I not say hello, Mark, before we started recording, and how is he, but I'm now really disturbed by the snake that's going over his shoulder. So if anyone who can't see, lovely producer Mark is wearing this lovely, very... Very cool shirt, giving Dave a run for his money on the shirts there. But it's got a snake on the shoulder. It's horrible. Oh, oh thank you very much. Yes, it is. Uh, it's it's kind of snakes this shirt, and uh, yeah, it, it is. That's polarised. Yeah, people either really love it or really hate it. I was pleased I think to say. I like the shirt. But when I uh, when I met Julian, good name drop. When I met Julian Clary, he really loved it. So that's probably the level that it's oh, at. So it's at okay. Julian Clary level, not at Tash level. Sorry. 
I won't ever That's wear fine. it when I see you in real person. <laughs> Put your snake away. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get solving. Wingling your jingly wingle finger, dude. Bum, 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 bum. Bing. Hello, hairy bikers. Bing. Here is my request. Bing. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack Canary? Cause I heard your advice is the best. In this week's edition of the Hairy Bikers, Agony Uncles, Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, you're going to be solving and soothing these troubles and worries. We have Allium Agony. We have Father Fears. We have Supermarket Etiquette. And in Confidential Corner, we have Seduction or snoring, but we're going to start with some allium agony. This comes from Sonia. Hello, Sonia. Who says, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, I was married for 34 years to a man who refused to eat onions. He hated them, and therefore we couldn't have them in the house. That, combined with many other annoying and controlling habits of his, means that he is no longer my husband, and I am free, finally, to enjoy the delights an onion can bring. But, says Sonia, they really do react with my eyes. If I try and cut them normally, I end up having to take my contact lenses out and wash my eyes because they water so much. So I bought a cutting machine that just cuts them into little pieces, but then when I go to cook them, the same thing happens. I guess I'm just allergic to onions, but I love the flavours. So... What is the chef's trick to chopping onions without tears, please? You must know one, otherwise you'd be on telly sobbing continuously. Ask Sonia. Over to you. Uh, breathe through your mouth. Breathe through your it's, mouth? Uh, yeah. Put a spoon in it. <laughs> put, a, put a spoon in your gob and breathe through that. Uh, for, for those without television, Tasha has just put on a really bizarre pair of sunglasses. Tell me. They're my onion-cutting sunglasses. <laughs> and they're specially padded to protect your eyes when you're cutting onions. No. <laughs> yes. I, right. God. I, oh, my God, they really oh, are. Oh, yes, they are. Yeah, they're my onion glasses. So there you go. I can highly recommend them. Onion sunglasses. <laughs> I think you get used to it. We're immune kingy, aren't we? Completely. We just chop a blooming <laughs> onion. I know some people wear swimming goggles to chop onions and just keep them up by the tap by the sink. Yeah. But onion's not that invasive. No, I put, well, and if, you, if you're that bothered about it, you're not allergic to it. It happens to everybody. Tash, what would, what would happen if you chopped onion without your super onion glasses on? Well, I cry like normal. I do it just to protect my, my lovely mascara so I don't look like a sobbing mad woman in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> but I don't always use them. But does, doesn't everybody cry Yes, uh, Tash, when they, they have do. an onion? It's normal. No, it is normal. Yeah, I haven't got an allergy. It's just that's what onions do. It's not that anybody. Yeah, it's not that she's allergic to onions. It's just, I mean, Dave and I must have chopped a million onions in our career, and we we it just doesn't bother us anymore. I mean, some onions are obviously stronger than others, uh, but you know, yeah. I thought it was a sign of freshness. The more you cry, the fresher they are. I don't know about that. I think it depends on the strain of onion because you get like a sweet white onion that really is quite benign. Red onions are kind of like salady. And the brown onions are very... I mean, my favourite is a Roscoff onion. Oh, I love it's full it. of flavour. Oh. They might make you weep a bit, but, I mean, just don't hang over it when you're chopping it. You know, it doesn't go everywhere. Well, you can um, put it in a... in a. You just <laughs> chop it in a, in a food processor. Well, she's then, doing that, but she said when she fries it, that's when she gets the kick off again. Really? Well, just put the lid on it. Mm. I don't know. I don't, uh, honestly, it's a first-world problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
like if, you know I, I was, yeah, I, I, the, the, yeah. I'm more bothered about the breath that raw onion gives you such ah. a nice taste when you have it in a salad and then you regret it well you don't you see because when you're snogging and you've both eaten onions yeah, you that's get lovely this, it's warm it's lovely <laughs> You put your little tongue out. Like that garlic snog you used to get on your 18 to 30s yeah. on your first time abroad in Spain. There's nothing like it. Well, that's it. A lot of British garlic now doesn't doesn't react like that. doesn't stay on your breath. But some garlic when you're abroad, it comes out through the pores of your skin. It's lovely. Oh, I remember sucking a Spanish girl's uh, tongue. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God, it was great. It was, it was a plethora of... How onions funny. and garlic. Wow. Oh, it's lovely. I wouldn't call it funny. It puts me off. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I definitely remember thinking I won't have garlic because I think, oh, I, I what if I go, when my 18 to 30s, as you say, Dave, if I go out, then I wouldn't have garlic in the fear that I might get a kiss and it would be awful for them. But every time I did have garlic, somehow I did manage to. Hmm. So, well, that's um, it because you're full of joie de vie and yeah, exotic and continental. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for you, garlic, you know, on that note. Yeah. It's funny, my taste changed since I've been ill. And funnily enough, one of the things I don't like now is onions. No, no. And, and we've had all these letters over the past. I don't like onions. Why do you put onions in everything? We put, well, because it's nice, it enhances a dish. And now I'm thinking, oh, Kingy, do you have to put onions in this? Cooking last week, weren't we? I was yeah. picking the onions out. I was that sad old Mary picking the onions out. Bloody onions. I hate onions, Kingy. I was like, what? <laughs> what? what? Oh, it'll come back. It'll come back. I don't mind if it's cooked in, but it's like the, the red onions scattered on top of a pizza. Yeah. That now it's a pick off job or a shake off job. Um, <laughs> well, but yeah, no, the, the, the ground zero, aren't they? Of a lot of cooking onions, mm. very versatile onions, yeah. Yeah, but you're right, you know, just wear swimming goggles or, or if you're posh, like Tash, yeah, get the decent, buy some specialist get a decent apparatus, pair. exactly. Get your Dame Edna Everages on and you're fine. Those are extraordinary glasses. Well, look they're, at they're, that. they're extraordinary, yeah. Uh, yeah you, look, you look like a, a girl that has extraordinary glasses do you, do you ever forget you've got them on and go out uh no not with those ones oh. i think i think I'm, I'm pretty safe to say if i got a glimpse in the glass as i go out the door i would take those ones off I've got have you got confidence. those posh marigolds that have like a full fair and rings on oh you know no. you know you're getting those novelty marigolds that posh people have uh, rather no. than just pink rubber <laughs> unfortunately i don't do the washing up oh <laughs> well of course she doesn't she's got staff hasn't she <laughs> Well, there you go, Sonia. You're not allergic to onions. It just happens to everybody. You need swimming goggles or the very posh glasses. Check out the YouTube channel if you want to see just how posh <laughs> Posh Tash looked in those. Food makes, makes everything, everything better. We're going to uh, move on now to Father Fears uh, is our next problem. We need one male and one female name. So a male name, Uncle Dave, please, and a female name, Uncle Si. Brian. Brian. Donna. Brian and Donna. This comes from Brian, who says, Dear Uncle Dave, Uncle Simon, Posh Tash, I love your podcast. And though it makes me laugh, you're also very good at helping with the problems which are a bit more serious. And that's what I've got. In February next year, my lovely wife Donna will be having our first child. It's a surprise, baby. We'd planned to travel a bit after we married, but instead, due in part to a rather euphoric moment following Brentford beating Man City 1-0, we are expecting... <laughs> <laughs> good lad. Back good on lad. that. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, bugger. <laughs> now, I'm delighted, don't get me wrong, but I'm also terrified that I'll be a rubbish dad. How Ooh. does one learn to be a dad? My own dad wasn't great, to be honest, and I don't want to be like that, but perhaps I will be. 
I can't really talk to Donna about it because I don't want to worry her. What do you think is the question? Over to you. Well, look, there's no there's no handbook. I mean, the people say that there is, but there's not, you know, you know, there isn't. Just do what you think is right. You, you instinctively know. And then uh, something happens to you when you've when you've had a firstborn. It just does. It's the hunter-gatherer part of your character as a as a bloke. And it's not just for bloke. It's for, you know, there's gay couples that have kids as well. You know, that it, 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 it's definitely, it's just definitely that. And, and, and you'll know. You'll know what's right and what's wrong. And you, you, if you're writing into us with a question like that, you're not going to be a rubbish dad. You're going to be brill. You know what I mean? I think, anyway. And honestly, there is, the moment you hold your own child, it's not like any other stuff. You just, the overwhelming love is just you know, unbeatable. And you just have to you wing it. I'm telling you now, you can talk to every parent in the world. And I think you'll find... We all just wing it, you know, you just do what you can at the time with what you've got. And just you hope that love overrides you so massively that you get it right. And if you do get it wrong, you know, you know, you I think you've already said your dad wasn't a very good dad and you're going to be mindful of that. So you'll probably overcompensate and be even better for it. But, you know, I think if you've got a good relationship um, and I, I, I suggest that you, you do talk to Donna um, because you go in it because she's bound to be nervous, too. She's never been a mum. She doesn't know what a perfect dad is either. So, you know, just talk to each other about it because you're, you're in it together. Parent together. You don't, you, the responsibility is not on the dad and it's not all on the mum. You're together. How lovely for, for Donna to know that you care so much, Brian, yeah. that you want to get it right, you know, because it'll give her that feeling of security and um, she's not in it on her own then. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's not, there's no blueprint. Is what we're all seeing. As long as love's the trump hand and care. I mean, it's a slightly complicated thing to say, but my mum used to always say, she said, oh, parenting. She says, it's just damage limitation. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> and it's true. It, 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 it's literally just about, it. you know, because you are who you are, you inevitably put your own sets of values on your children, don't you? You've just got to make sure that those values are, are yeah. meaningful and kind, and it's kindness and love and affection and 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 don't be scared to show your emotions either, you know. And, and, and I think and as well is try and be there because these times are hard. With people have to work stupid hours or go away to work. Yeah. I also remember my dad because I was very much an afterthought. He was fifty-five when I was born. That was like in the 50, late fifties, when fifty-five was quite old for a, a fella to have a new baby. But he was the best dad in the world because he, he had motorbikes, took me fishing, had time, <laughs> wasn't bothered about going to the pub. He just played with me, you know, and he, he yeah, kind of retired when I was eight. But he was always there. But he always did stuff. You know, and I, I like to think I kept him young, but absolutely loved him to bits. Um, we always say now, like, some of my friends are, like, 60 and having the, the kids, and they're worried and worried. I say, don't worry, you know, because my dad then, it, just because he was, he was there... And he could talk to me, play with me and spend time with me. And I think for him as well, being slightly older father, it came easier for him. Um, you know, it was great, but that was the main thing. It was just having time. And, you know, it was it was funny. I got pissed off with me when I was naughty and stuff. And um, That's a good dad. You know what? They've got to do that. You know, the, the, being a good dad is also being able to pull you up when you're wrong and being cross with you and then having time to have fun with you. That's clever. Yeah, but I think, I think his way of punishment was knew I displeased him. It really hurt me, you know, as a kid. Well, just enough, just enough, you know. 
Yeah, I think that's the other thing is that um, nowadays as well, there was a, in tradition, you know, men were went off and the women brought up the child. Nowadays, it's just the equal parenting. The dads are so hands-on now, it's incredible. I mean, even at pick-up at school, you know, it's more dads than there are mums. It's a totally different world out there now, which is so wonderful. Um, but the dads bring something so fantastic to the relationship. And I think those uh, my, my my youngest definitely has had the value of having more time with my husband because my husband was a much busier at work with my other two um and it's just because then covid's helped that but the relationship they've got is so incredible because i think you just said dave it's time they've just got more time together and i think if if you can give time to your kids it's everything because they're not they're so little for so such a short time I remember saw a wonderful picture of you kingy and it was after alex was born and jane is sitting up there in bed looking tired Mm. And you're there with this newborn baby, and oh, you got you, you know you, you're a bit of a hairy hippie, and but it's so funny. It's a look on your face of like incredulity and absolute abject delight. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> you got one eye up there, one eye down there. You just, <laughs> you know, the cat that's got the cream. It's, it says it all. That picture, really. <laughs> Thank you. And well, now and Alex is 31 now, isn't it? Crikey. He is. Yeah. No. It, yeah. Where's that gone? Yes. Bloody hell like that I think that's my that's my regret and that's what I would say really I think because I was there as much as I could be and I mean you you know I remember I remember just having very little sleep for about 15 years you know just literally just but but try to give them as much time as you can because I think my regret my regret is as although I did my best there were times where I, 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 I I had to work Rather than go on a family holiday or or, or or otherwise, that that's a bit of a regret. But you know, needs must when the devil drives. You know, and you're bringing a family up, so yeah, and it's you're a not balance. alone with that. Yeah, everyone yeah, juggles uh, that. Everybody, one nowadays, everybody does. Of course they do. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah, you've got and to I should point out, in. yeah, I should point out to Brian as well. Every parent lives off guilt. So don't oh. beat yourself up over the guilt. It's literally, the guilt is what drives you forward the whole time. And God. don't take it as a weakness, take it as a strength. I would say, take that That's forward. So true, it's so true that. That's so true. Every step parenting, you just if you if if you care about it and you and you love it, it's all about it's it's just you just feel guilty constantly. Going, oh shit, I could have done that better. Or oh bloody yeah. hell, you know, you're just constantly, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, you're well, not alone. Cool. Enjoy it, enjoy it, and you will. Oh, love it's a it. wonderful yeah. experience. Yeah. It's wonderful, wonderful. And I agree. The fact Brian's written in, he's got all the right signals. I agree. Have a with Donna, share it, love it, yeah. appreciate it. Brilliant. There you go, Brian. It's all looking good for you and uh, all the best for the future. <clears throat> and perhaps support a different football team next time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's time. You'll uh, have a family of 15 if I you know. support a Newcastle United. I know. Like, oh God, there's going to be a baby boom as soon as we got some money from the Arabs. That's it. They're on a ro- they'll a be whole, on a roll. The whole city's having a shag. It's great. <laughs> hey! 30 years in the doldrums and now we're in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> it'll have a converse effect though in Newcastle because everybody's so drunk they won't be able to do it. <laughs> yeah, everybody will go, oh shit, who, who, where's that child? Is that mine? <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
If you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. Our next problem is called supermarket etiquette. This comes in from Karen, who says, Dear Uncle Bikers, nice one, Karen, said I've been shocked by something, but I don't know if I'm being very old-fashioned. A new family's moved in down the road. I walked to school with the mum. I've changed her name for you to Leanne. Uh, Leanne has two children, one six, the same as my son, and an 18-month-old. We get on well. She's funny, a little irreverent. We went to a local large supermarket together because she doesn't have a car, so I drove her. And as soon as we got in the supermarket, she went over to the lunch section and got three bags of crisps, opened them, and gave them to her children and my son. I mentioned that she hadn't paid for them yet, but she laughed and said, oh, we don't really worry about that, then proceeded to do our shopping. But all the time, I was waiting for the hand on the shoulder from security. When we got to the till, she just walked through without mentioning the three bags of crisps. So I did when it was my turn, and I paid for them. And outside, she was really rude about it, saying I shouldn't have paid. Supermarkets expect that kind of thing. It wasn't really stealing. Worse still... When I've been back there with my six-year-old, he walked straight over to the crisp section, and when I stopped him from opening a packet, he screamed the place down. Leanne said, I'm an old fuddy-duddy. I don't know what to think. Karen says, over to you. Hey, it's shoplifting. Yes. No, I think it's really wrong. No, I hate it. I'd shop them. Yeah. I did that once. There was, there was a bloke, as he was walking out of a, a garage, he, 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 you, know, you know, I was going to pay for me petrol. He just looked at me, snarled, and took two chocolate bars and put them in his pocket and walked out. Oof. Oh, that's so I shopped. Not I went, Oi! That fella's nicked chocolate bars. And, and the bloke behind the counter went, Yeah, have you seen the size of him? And I thought, when that was it, and he got away with it. And I thought, Nah, oh, you pig. Yeah, you know, you're not, doing that. Yeah. You're arrogant. You're horrible. And um, it's like that with the crisps as well. You know, it's just that, it, it's just that feeling of entitlement that it should be there. No, no, you can't do that. And obviously, he was rubbing off on the on the little one as well. Yeah, that's so, wrong. So okay, it's it's all right for him to pinch crisps. Now, how far does that go down the line? Yeah, it's between right and wrong. There's a young lad, right, that li- that works up in the co-op, and he's smashing. He's a smashing kid, and uh, he was all over kerfuffle the other day when I went in, and he said basically what happens is that because everybody's so so skint and, mm. and poverty's properly biting, he said they've had to put CCTV cameras in. Uh, in the shop, which they normally do in 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 your local co-op, anyway, but people are so desperate there, and this is not a case of desperation. This is just he said they just come in and nick meat. He said they just nick the sausages and the bacon and 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 and, and they just come in and nick it. And he said we call the police, but the police kind of unless they've been threatened, mm-hmm. they don't they, they they can't they don't do anything because they can't do anything because they they have a little very little resource as well and it, and it, he said and it's happening all the way through you know uh, Tesco's extras and the co-op you know the little co-op uh, stores so this the, it's a it's a bit of a funny one isn't it uh, you, you you shouldn't do it and you can't threaten you know you can't threaten people but people are i mean this is a different matter but people are so desperate that that you know, and he says there's some some kid, some people he knows that he went to school with that that they're just desperate to eat yeah, but something. My mum and dad, I mean, we grew up on a pension, and sometimes on Friday we ran out of money. We had nothing till Monday, but we never thought of going out and pinching stuff. Yeah. No, we went hungry. No. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was really sad. It wasn't good. We had no money whatsoever. Yeah, and uh, we, you know we're too proud to ask for anything. Absolutely. So we just made made do with what we can. It's it's. I still don't. You know. I, it's, it's still not right. It's appalling no. we have food banks. Yeah, it is. It's appalling we have food banks, but thank God we do. Yeah. yeah. But if you are like that, then go to a food bank. Don't just steal. 
And also it spreads to the kids as a way of life and it's wrong. It just spirals yeah. out of control. It just goes the wrong direction. Yeah. And if we all then think that's acceptable, then it's going to, even however poor you are and you're taking food, it'll just catch on. And then we're, we're all in trouble that way around. You don't, you just right and wrong is there for a reason. Justice is there for a reason. So I think, yeah, shoplifting bottom line is illegal, wrong and shouldn't be done. And I just think, yeah, outrageous. I was going to say, though, back to the actual question that came in. I will confess that, I mean, absolutely, I've never shoplifted, but I have gone around a supermarket and when my kid was very little and screaming and that kind of like, what well, they want something, I've opened it, but I've kept the packaging and I've yeah. paid it on the way out. I have done that. And so I, as a, oh, a yeah, mother, sort of, I have yeah. absolutely pacified my child going, yeah. I've got a bumper pack of whatever, I've biscuits and I've given them one out of it or a chew or a banana and I've gone, but I've told the till, absolutely. I would never have walked out with not paying. Yeah, if I'm thirsty, I've, I've, a couple of times I've, I've grabbed a drink Same. and I've just yeah. put the, that drink on top, you know, the, the empty can or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's okay. We always see somebody, but it's funny, you know, I suppose if you're at the veg stall and you pinch a grape, as long as you're there intending to buy the grapes and you find out they're all right, that's not so bad, is it? Or a market. Depends how many you try. Uh, yeah, no, it depends if you <laughs> take a bunch. <laughs> I was actually thinking about the loss of it. Yesterday I was in Leicester Square in London and I was with some friends, international friends, and never been, and we went to M&M World, which is so Americanized, three floors of, you know, gratuitous sort of merchandising of everything with an M&M on it. However, the, on the bottom floor of, of M&M World are just... I don't know, there must be, what, 30, 40, 50 maybe, tubes of M&Ms, different flavours and colours, etc. And you just pull a handle and it all pours out into a bag. Um, all great fun for a kid, all extortionately priced. But I was just thinking of the amount of people that were in there, the amount of waste that they do that with, and the amount of people that must just eat their way around it, how they police that, and, you know, the, the shoplifting and eating. I mean, some people, tourists go in, take a handful, shove it in their gob, put a few in the bag, pay for that. I mean, do they just factor that into their budgeting? It's just a very funny business practice, I think. And yeah, clearly you could see people doing it. Well, in conclusion, for you, Karen, I think we can safely say that no, it's not acceptable to do that in a supermarket. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email to the agony uncles. It's time to head to Confidential Corner. This is called. Seduction or snoring? For this, we need one male name. We haven't yet asked her. Let's see what she's got in her pot of names. It's Tash. Oh, no. oh, so she go. hadn't, but she'd come to the table with Josephine as a girl's name. Oh. And she hasn't got what, a male one. Should we go Joe? Is that just boring? No, Joe's no. fine. No, no, Joe. Joe's Take absolutely Joe. fine. Uh, this comes from Joe, who says, Dear Hairy Uncles and the Queen of the Tash, I'm in trouble and I need advice. Oh. My wife and I have been together for 11 years. Admittedly, we got in a bit of a rut. We'd get home from work, watch telly, fall asleep in front of the telly, go to bed, repeat the next day. At weekends, we'd do the same without the work bits. Now, my wife loves your shows and the podcast, and I blame one of you for suggesting such a thing as a date night because she got this into her head. The next thing I knew, I'd been whisked off to a country house hotel for the weekend. When I, when I got there, I was presented with a new suit told to be ready for dinner, which I did. And it was lovely, I have to say. We had some drinks and then we were shown through to a very nice restaurant. All through dinner, my wife was being flirty and making eyes at me, and I have to say, I enjoyed that too. So all was going pretty well. And then we went back to our lovely hotel suite. My wife told me to lay on the bed while she went in the bathroom. This was about 11 o'clock at night. I was quite excited, I have to say, but she was in the bathroom for quite a long time. The next thing I knew, it was 2.30 in the morning, and I had a very angry wife glaring at me from the sofa. <laughs> and she said, oh, you're awake now, are you? 
It seems she'd gone to the trouble of putting on a rather sexy outfit that she bought specially. It took longer than she thought, and when she came out the bathroom, I was Sparko. She tried to wake me, but I just dribbled a bit and snored some more. She thinks I was snubbing her. I've been trying to say I was just tired, but she's still cross. What can I do? She will listen to this. Asks Joe. Over to you. You've blown it, Joe. You tried so hard. Your wife sounds brilliant. Yeah, yeah she does. Have you got yeah. a number? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she sounds great. Mind you, sounds if you had that many straps and fastenings on whatever she was wearing, that mind started to boggle, really. You know, nice bra and knickers don't take that long, Joe. You were in for a treat, weren't you? Yeah, yes. were. Yeah. Yes. And she was, if she, she was in there for quite a while, she, you know, she, she might have got herself in a bit of a kerfuffle. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Oh, Joe. No, you Joe. donkey. Yeah. You complete and utter donkey. I'd be cross. Uh, <laughs> I, I think what you need to do oh. is, uh, 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 I don't mean this biblically, remount the whole scenario again. Yeah. And uh, you you take the lead on it instead of I your agree. wife. So, yeah. And then that, that may help. And just that lie, moment. just say, look, it was such a lovely surprise. I was mean, such a lovely time. I felt so relaxed. Such a place of absolute ecstasy. I nodded off, love. No, Dave, stop there. No, no and no. <laughs> he fell asleep. <laughs> Bottom line, relaxed. She wasn't going there for a relaxing time. She was going there to she swim from go- the chandelier. Yeah, I she mean, was going there for... I mean, that is a disaster. Hey, on Melinos, wasn't she? You know what I mean? She had a sombrero hat on and everything. <laughs> I'd have come out of the bathroom and gone, yes, he's asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Jackpot. He's nodded off. Get the comfy onesie back on and in I get. (laughs) 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 Actually, it'd be quite good fun married to you, Tasha. It'd be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs Whiplash. (laughs) All temptation and no action, don't worry. (laughs) Uh, A bit of a dominatrix going on there, I think, Tasha. No, no, no. But I have to say, it takes. I think it takes quite a lot. I like the fact she took control and she decided if I'm not going to get it from him and we're not, we're being boring every night. She took control. She didn't turn around to him and go, "Why don't you take me out for a date night?" And why don't you take me to the hotel? She did it all. Yeah, she yeah. booked it all. I think it's brilliant. And that's, yeah, it's a real shame he kind of messed up. I imagine it didn't come from a place of, of malice. He did it because he wanted to. He was exhausted, had great food, he was having such a nice time. But he's just got to make up for it. He's got to turn around and go, I am so sorry, and I'll take you away. Yes. Let's yes, do it before we go to dinner. Let's get let's swing around the bathroom and the bedroom before dinner, and then we have a lovely dinner, and then we can cuddle up at the end. And actually check in a bit early. Yeah. 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 yeah Five true. o'clock's a good time, I find. Mm-hmm. That's the peak time, that. Five oh, o'clock tea time. Yeah. It's just oh. like you can have a nod off in the afternoon, wake up, and then before you go to dinner, you, yeah. and that's the thing as well is, if you go to one of these posh dinners and you're full of food and you've had a few glasses of wine, it's not the best. But five o'clock tea time, pot of tea, custard cream and off you romp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I think you might be right, Dave, because I think there's excitement. If you wouldn't do that at home, well, maybe you do, Dave. But I just think you go to a hotel early. How often at home at five o'clock do you realistically do that? So it's, it's exciting to do it at that time. And you're getting ready to go out, you're putting your makeup on. As a girl, it's when you're feeling all mm, fresh and lovely, not tired and fat after your big meal. Yeah. I'm not great after after dinner. No. I, I, no. No, I, I no. I agree. No, five not. o'clock, you see. Five o'clock. Not too early, not too late. Or first thing in the morning. 
Oh, no, no, but, no, but first thing in the morning. By the time you clean your teeth and everything got, got acceptable to make love, I think it's, it's I'm, I'm awake oh, Dave, then. no, no, Dave, you don't do that bit. You don't get up and get ready. You just roll oh, no. over as you wake up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, no, not, not, not with bog breath. No, no, no I'm, my mind I'm on about, not, not anybody else. But, oh, I wouldn't inflict that on my worst enemy. Poor old Mitch. Oh, clean my teeth. They can no, clean your teeth for you when you've got, uh, you know, well, you know. I when like you've got clockwork, a... me. <laughs> no, no, get all that out of the way. But no, no, five o'clock tea time, you see. No, it's good, that. Yeah, it's good. you have a shower in the morning when you get up and then you can just do your business. Five o'clock, have a wonderful time. Then half past six, regulars out, go and have a shower and you're ready for dinner and the night of your life. And you're all blooming and lovely and cuddly yeah. and... And then, then you it, go yeah. back back at night and it's just that lovely embrace and then off you pop to the land of snore. Yeah. And maybe she took so long in there because she had a few glasses and she couldn't get the fastenings done up and, you know, if she's doing it sober before she's got out, you know, it might be easier and quicker in the bathroom. It won't take them so long to wait. I dread to think what she was wearing, though. She's trying to dress up a spider woman yeah, no. in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> a leather cat suit. <laughs> I think, I, you know, I think if she is listening, I think don't be mad at him. He is feeling guilty. And you know what he's done? He's got it written to us. And that's so sweet because he knows you listen. And so he's trying to say yeah. sorry another way. Um, so I, I try again. Try yeah, again. or she could have been even more romantic and just say got a glass of cold water and dripped it onto his forehead. <laughs> Wake up, sleepy head. I've got a surprise <laughs> for you. There are two ways of managing that affair, you know. Mm. So you might well, oh, let's go. Oh, how's that? You know, one hope that would have been his reaction. Mm. No, leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> Get off me. <laughs> I mean, you know, she could have, you know, had a fertile down below. That would have weirded him up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, but yeah, I think now she's put all the effort in. She did all the booking. She did everything. <laughs> it's time for him to put a bit more in. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Well, look, Joe, uh, I think you know exactly what you need to do there. Some good advice for you, but uh, yeah, stick with Dave. Go for five o'clock. Yeah, yeah, go out for five o'clock and, and do it all again and you pay for it and take the lead, Joe, because exactly. you're in the shit. If, if your life's in a mess, mess then the email address is the agony uncles at the yeah. Look at that. Doesn't time fly when you're solving problems? Thanks so much for getting in touch, as always. And if you haven't yet, send your problems, woes and conundrums into us. And the place to send it is agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. And while you do that, let me remind you that there'll be a new episode of The Agony Uncles next Friday. Me and my mate Si will guide you through more dark times, disasters and a few laughs along the way. But in the meantime, it's goodbye from Poshtash. Bye. It's goodbye from the Thin White Duke. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from mainly Best Mother. Bye.